Welcome to the King of All Kings Podcast. Street Vibes. Street Vibes. Hosted by Kenny Caraway and Jason Jones. Yes, sir. J Street Vibes. Playoff edition. What's your main man, Kenny Caraway? Of D-Lo and KC on ESPN 1320 out here in Sacramento. My main man, Jason Jones of The Athletic. Jason, what's going on, man? We got playoff J Street vibes, baby. First, something that's never been said before ever. Did you did you uh, cover a playoff Kings team? I didn't cover it like as a main guy. I helped out back in the day. I was at the game. I did some like, what, circa 2003-04. I was at the game where Anthony Peeler... Uh-oh. Uh, clocked old boy, and it was like we, we got into it with KG, and I was one of the people who actually I, I, I forgot how, but a lot of people didn't write it, write it, but I did. The how mm-hmm. KG hit him first, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just like Anthony Peeler just went off and hauled him. It was like no, mm. you know. So that I was at that one. Now was that the game? Was, was that the year where they were like were throwing the stuff from the side from the stands on the court? I don't remember if they were throwing stuff. There was like, like these light sticks or something they gave them. Uh, I don't know if it was that series. It might have been the Dallas series. Yeah, it might have been Dallas. But I was around. I was around, so I've been to a Kings playoff game. I've been to a few of them. They were all at Arco. But. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I wouldn't end it. Then that would go one center. That's going to be the first one for that. But the funny thing about that Anthony Pillar situation, you'll remember this, is Anthony Pillar gets ejected. Uh, do you remember who shot the free throws? No, I don't. Jabari Smith Sr. shot the free throw because Anthony Pillar got thrown out. Flip Saunders picked anybody he wanted to on the Kings roster to shoot the, the free throws. He picked Jabari Smith. Jabari made them both. Arco went absolutely berserk. Wow. Little Kings trivia right there. <laughs> I, I don't remember. I just remember, you know, being in the uh, locker room having to be in that tiny visitor's locker room. Because, you know, at that point, it's like you had Marty Mack. You had all these people on the King side. My job was to go to the to the Wolf side. <laughs> so I'm in that tiny, like, locker room. It's about the size of a closet. And we're all just squeezed in. And... Well, look, hey, I will say this. You got to make your return, man. If you out here. I don't know. You're a busy man. But if you out I'm here. Gonna be, I'm going to be out of town this weekend, you know. So. Wow. Damn. So if well, the Kings want to, if I'm gonna make my return, they gonna have to probably win a series. Okay, well, or or go seven or something like that. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. yeah, I got a wedding to go to this weekend. It was planned long ago, and With the expectation that the Kings wouldn't be playing. <laughs> well, you know, if, 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 if yeah, even if I was on the beat full time, yeah, I still would have planned this. Well, I wouldn't have. I, I had to plan this almost, you know, shoot last year. Look, uh, Jason said, you know, if the Kings want him to make his return, they're going to have to win a series. <laughs> Say less, Jason. Say less. I guess that's what I guess that's what's going to have to be done. Hey, I'm just sitting back and watching y'all, you know, Kings fans, Warrior fans, Kings media warriors me to go go at it. This is this is hilarious to me. For those for those of you who do not know, uh the Sacramento Kings are the third seed in the Western Conference, and they will be taking on the Golden State Warriors, the sixth seed in the Western Conference. The first time in the history of the Sacramento Kings that they have been in the playoffs at the same time as the Golden State Warriors. And how ironically, they play each other in the, in the, in the first time that they've ever even been in the playoffs at the same time. They get to play each other for the first time as well. And yes, 
And we're recording this on a Monday and a lot has already gone on on Twitter and in the media <laughs> in, in about uh, 36 hours of this being official. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, thing, it started, it, it really started back when the, the last regular season game when people were going, oh, see, they, they know what they're doing. They want to play the Warriors. They don't want to see the Lakers. They want to play the Warriors. They think, the, you know, that's what kind of started it. And then, then all my Warriors people was like, "Ain't nobody scared of y'all." And then here come the Kings people, man. We done beat y'all, about, you know, and this and this, and we a better team, and this, you know, and, and then you get the crazy exaggerations and like people just putting way too much on stuff. All of a sudden, you know, Sabonis is Wilt Champion. You can't stop this guy, and you ain't never seen a guy like De'Aaron Fox, and yeah. We got two. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm just like, this is just, this is comedy to me. Well, once again, it's only Monday. <laughs> they don't play till Saturday. And then what happens when they start playing? <laughs> we I got mean, three weeks to this. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what can, how it can get any crazier. I mean, well, of course I do know, but it's going to get crazier. But it's only Monday. I, I mean, Jason, this is, um, this this is something that we've never seen in this region. We've seen Kings Lakers. That was, you know, one thing. That was a whole different vibe. But even though there are a lot of Laker fans all throughout California, it's you know, it's different when it's Kings Warriors. We never seen them, you know, going with this proximity. We've never seen it in all of California. Because like we've never seen the Kings and Lakers good at the same time. Well, no, no, but I'm saying like we've never seen we never even seen Kings Lakers. Like, or excuse me, not Kings Lakers. We've never seen Lakers Clippers. You know what I mean? Like right. having that type of, you know, in-town feud or anything like this. This isn't the same city, but it's 80 miles apart. I mean, this is almost like a territorial battle. A lot um, of folks in Sacramento moved to Sacramento from the Bay. I mean, there's a lot of people in Sacramento Bay Area roots. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people in Oakland who were wearing Chris Webber jerseys about 2002. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people in Sacramento who were wearing step jerseys uh, last year. I mean, <laughs> there's a whole lot of, there's a whole lot of, well, I was rooting for them because they were from NorCal and the Kings weren't, I mean, there's a whole lot of that going on. There's, there's a lot of people who are really conflicted because they've been cheering for both teams, never thinking this day could happen. <laughs> you know, like I said, oh, they're going to be some, some like those, like those ugly split A's giants. Oh, hell no, hell no. Better not. I mean, I, you know, see, I wish Seth Curry was still on the team. We could get Mama Curry with the split jersey. <laughs> she did that for when he was, he was on Portland and they did that. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, we, we missed out on that. You know, Keegan's brother is not in the NBA yet, so he can't be on. I mean, there's got to, you know, yeah. Then, I mean, and then there's just like the natural crossover. You know, Mike Brown was on that staff. You know, yeah. Harrison played there. For sure. For you sure. know, uh, D White Dante, the return of Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, my man Bomani calls him White Dante because he spells Dante like he's, you know, from <laughs> one of, like he's one of us. Right. <laughs> you know, so I mean, there's just a lot of this. I mean, there's a lot of fun, you know. There's your favorite player on the Warriors, Draymond. There's the fact that I hear pot they're starting backcourt with two guys the Kings could have drafted. Mm, yeah. I mean, the Warriors dynasty was built on part by King's mistakes in the draft. A little bit, a little bit. You I know. mean, Clay Thompson, Jimmer for dead. Clay Thompson, Jimmer for dead. 
Yeah, I mean, it could that was the most egregious of the, you know, that was the most egregious. I think Dame Lillard was the most egregious. I mean, I mean, in terms of who the Warriors got. Oh. Who did yeah, they because, get instead of Dame? Who did they get the, uh, instead of Dame? They got Thomas Robinson. Yeah, come on, man. Now that's the worst. That's oh, I, bet, I, I bet Dame didn't end up a Warrior. I mean, just in terms of the guys, the gotcha. Warriors got the gotcha. Warriors got Harrison Barnes that year. Gotcha. And I wrote a story about that because Harrison sat in the green room and prayed the Kings wouldn't take him. <laughs> and here's what's funny about that story. The first time I heard that story from Harrison was like off the re- I, was, I don't know why I was talking to Harrison in the Warriors locker room. Mm. And he was like, Oh, don't say that. He was like, Yo, don't know. Oh, no. He said, But yeah, I was I, I was praying they weren't going to take me. <laughs> well, those days- when he finally- Go ahead. So when he finally got traded, I was like, hey, you may not remember telling me this, but you had said by then he was like, cool, you can write it. But yeah, it was. Yeah. Guys used to pray that the Kings wouldn't drop like, like, you know, Lord, I I repent for those that candy I stole as a kid. Don't let me go to Sacramento. Well, look, I think them days are over. I think those days are over. This is at the very least. I'm not saying they're. That they're like climbing over each other to get to Sacramento, but at the very least, I don't think they'll pray not to go to Sacramento. I think those days are over. At least for now, yeah. yeah. You know, I think, you know, I think the last guy who got drafted who's had something to say about Sac was what Harry Giles, but he was a high school kid when he said that. And um, I can't... Marvin. Did Marvin have anything bad to say no, before? He got to no, no, not coming in. I'm talking about when he was leaving. No, I mean, coming in. You know I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. No. When you're leaving, I don't really – I mean, everybody got something to say when they're leaving. Yeah, no. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the Kings, they're one of the most exciting teams in the league this year. Um, it has I got – they're the greatest offense ever. Well, statistically, you know, don't leave that out because things will get misconstrued. I hear that. I hear there, you know – let me stop. Things <laughs> will get misconstrued, man. It's got you got to let him know he's saying uh, statistically when he says those things. But I mean, one of the ways we got here was really on the last day of the season, and it looked it was looking like the Kings and the Warriors were going to play each other. Um, you know, after the Warriors won on Friday, and you know, it just looked like it was lining up that way. The Clippers had the Blazers and the Suns left on their schedule and if they would have won those two they would have went to they would have stayed as the fifth seed well fast forward to the last day of the season Suns aren't playing anybody lo and behold um the clippers are down like 10 in the, in the second quarter and it's like yo are they really gonna lose this thing and it was a combination of a clippers loss and a pelicans win would make the pelicans the sixth seed would take the clippers into the play-in and the Warriors all the way to five. And as that was going on, because the Pelicans ended up losing their game, um, I think if they both lose, I think that was – It was, a it was couple- weird because the Lakers had the tiebreaker over the Pelicans mm-hmm. and the Warriors, but they didn't have it over the Clippers. And, like, as the Lakers were playing, there was a scenario where they could go from seven to – they could. They were, at one point they were saying they could play the Clippers in the play-in <laughs> as the eight yeah and yeah. i was like i don't even know how none of this works anymore i'm yeah. just lost well see so so i say all that to say it was a situation situation where it was looking possible where the kings could be taken on the pelicans as the sixth seed and i only bring that up because i was like yo the kings play the pelicans <sighs> game three 
You might see an NBA TV joint, man. And, you know, Kings fans will flip on that one. They, they don't want to be on NBA TV. But it, it was it was likely if they played the Pelicans in the first round, you might get at least one NBA TV joint. So it didn't happen. They delayed game. They took the game at 10 o'clock Pacific. It, it didn't happen. And you went from ashy to classy. Because not only are you not NBA TV, but you are prime time the main event on ABC, the first ABC Kings game since 2007, they're saying. So they're going to be on ABC. Why the hell were they on ABC in 2007? Uh, they made the playoffs in 06. Okay, I, I was like, damn, really? Yeah. That might have been before they started getting rid of everybody. Yeah, well, yeah, it was. They couldn't flex it out, I'm sure. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, they 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 get a chance to be on ABC, and I like this because you know you're on the platform, you're under them lights. You know, De'Aaron the, the Fox, the Monte Sabonis, the the city of Sacramento, the Golden One Center. You're under them lights, ABC. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. that, man. So that's one thing that playing the Warriors or even the Lakers or somebody else does bring. Like you're getting an opportunity to be under them lights as and I like. all I heard this year was I hate this TV thing ain't fair how it come is. we ain't on TV more it should have been the schedule is done before the year so no no they be flexing they be flexing they flexed whatever. us out and in they could do it whatever yeah so either way like I said all year guess what playoff games are on national TV it's, unless we played the Pelicans yeah, make them make them respect you. Make them put you on TV. And I can tell everyone all the time. I I know it sucks, but guess what? The Lakers get ratings, the Knicks get ratings, and TV is still about making money. And I'm sorry, Malik Monk wasn't making nobody no money this year. Mm. Oh, he's, not he's, not outside he's, of Sacramento. He would have He would have. They would have put him on. He would have made some money for. for no, he would have brought in the. I don't, you know, I don't think the casual homie was like, damn, the Kings is on TV. I really haven't seen Harrison Barnes play in a while. See, Malik, De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox ain't. Ain't ain't nobody saying they want to see Jared Vanderbilt. (laughs) Don't use Harrison Barnes. Don't use Harrison Barnes. I'm sorry. It wasn't no shot at Harrison. (laughs) I'm just saying. A bad. A bad Laker team, a good Laker team, a bad Celtics team, a good you gotta, you know, the Knicks, the Knicks are on TV all the time. Well, they play they're, they're, they're good this year, but you know what I mean. When they picking this stuff out, they like, you know, who are people gonna turn in and see? Like after this past year, the Grizzlies gonna get even more games. People gonna want to see what well, John Morant might do. No, no, get the Grizzlies out of here. Nobody wanna look, you'll be happy to know. And we'll talk about this maybe a little later. Yeah, boy, the Lakers are going to handle their first-round opponent. They're going to win playing, and they're going to handle the Grizzlies. I've I, I've always said that, you know, you know, you know, you know, it's the grind, like you know, for times, you know, I've been playing dreams and nightmares since the trade deadline. You know, whatever. No. Like I said, this ain't Figueroa Street vibes, man. Hey, I want, I want to, I want to ask you a question. We're going to take a quick break. I want to ask you a question about the actual basketball matchup, the Warriors versus the Kings. I want to ask you about that on the other side. We got my main man, Jason Jones of The Athletic, Kenny Carraway, D-Lo and KC ESPN 1320. We're right here on J Street Vibes. We'll be right back. Back here on J Street Vibes, and we're breaking down Kings, Warriors, 
in the first round of the 2023 Western Conference playoffs. Kings, the three seed, they've got home court advantage. Series will start at Golden One Center on Saturday night. Prime time, main event on Saturday night at the Golden One Center. Um, and I want to ask you real quick, Jason, about the basketball aspect of this whole thing. I think, now look, the Warriors are the Warriors. Steph Curry is Steph Curry, mm-hmm. four-time champions. Klay Thompson, you know, he's looking like he's, you know, recovered enough from, from his two uh, devastating leg injuries. Um, Jordan Poole, I mean, you, they got guys. Wiggins will be back. We we know all that. We know who they are. Draymond, we know who they are. I think the Kings kind of match up good. I think I think the Kings are a bit of a bad matchup for the Warriors. Now you got the situation where both teams don't really play a whole lot of defense. But one of the things that give the Kings problems are teams with size and length. You know, that can protect the rim and things of that nature. And I like Looney. We know Draymond plays defense, but they're not Gobert or Cat or Zubak or uh, AD or anything. They're not that, DeAndre Aiden. They're, they're not going to be as dominant inside as other teams potentially in these playoffs. I think Sabonis can eat. I think Fox will get to the cup relatively easily and be able to finish. I think they'll rebound well. I think it's a, that's one of the things that makes me say it's a good matchup for the Kings. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah, as you looked at all the possibilities, I was saying for weeks that they needed to avoid the Lakers. They needed to somehow not, hopefully not draw. Well, it wouldn't matter if you drew Minnesota now because they're too busy fighting and punching them. Well, they better now. They better. <laughs> they got the problem out of there. Shoot, they, they, they now they ain't got they got the problem. They ain't got Nas now. They ain't got Nas. They ain't got McDaniel's or you know whatever. But this ain't this ain't this this ain't. You know about T Wolves. I'm just saying they they needed to avoid teams with that that like I said bigger teams like that. Mm-hmm. And of all the teams they could have played, this is the perfect matchup for them. Not so much that, that mean, saying that they're going to like run through the Warriors because you know, but I think the Warriors will play their style. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know that's going to be you know coaching wise, Mike will be familiar with them and like you know. I just think this is if, if they had to pick somebody to play against. I know Draymond was talking about wanting to see the Kings. I think if all the God teams and people I know in the Oregon's told me and when I when, you know I check in with people, mm-hmm. as scary as it is to have to see Steph, you know, <clears throat> of given the possibilities of what could have happened, you're fine with this. Mm. You know, you're like, okay, we'll take our chances. You know, you know, because I mean, going into the series. I don't think the Kings were going to be favored against anybody they played. No. I just don't think anyone views the Kings seriously like that. Mm-hmm. And so I think, but I think basketball wise, you know, you know, Looney is not a big Looney is probably shorter than Sabonis. And that's a rare thing for him is to go against a guy he's taller. you know, let's just say rare, but you know, he's not, right. no, Looney's not a seven footer. Right. Right. You know, Draymond is like six, five, six, six. Right. The Warriors have like, I mean, the Warriors' big man is now a Detroit Piston, hmm. you know, and they're kind of relying. You know, we don't know how what what's going on with Wiggins. I mean, you know, even if he's able to get on the, you know, you know, being away as long as he's been, he was away and dealing with, you know, an illness with his dad. His head, you know, even if he's on the court, his head may not be right. Right. You know, he hasn't played in a while. So, I mean, this, to me, this this suits up, this lines up well for the Kings. You know, 
Yeah, but I, I think the one thing the Warriors do have possibly is when you have a, a, a Gary Payton on the bench, you got someone who maybe you can throw at De'Aaron. I don't think anyone stops. You know, he's not going to you know, shut De'Aaron out. But, you know, they, they could throw him. I mean, Clay's not doesn't move the way he did before the injuries, but you've got some guys with defensive know-how on that team. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, but even still, I, th- I think the Kings match up well with them. Yeah. But even going back to that first game they played in San Francisco and the Kings lost. Yeah. You know, it was like then they came with like like 118 points in the first half. No, I'm exaggerating, <laughs> you know, but they <laughs> it was it, it it was nasty, but then they kind of fought back and then you say, "Okay, yeah. You know, then you kind of see by the time they got back to Golden One, yeah. they you know figured some stuff out. So I think this is kind of matchup that they they got to be happy with. Really, I mean, you know, you're not flying across the country, you're just taking you know taking the bus or you're taking that quick little like twenty minute flight. Settle that for us. The Warriors aren't taking a bus to Sacramento, are they? They they're hopping on the charter and flying the thirty minutes to Sacramento. Why would they take a bus? I don't know. I mean, people keep saying that that, like uh, the Warriors are taking a bus and then they're like, it's it's a short trip for the Warriors. That's good. Like the like the uh, goddamn Kings are going to have to go go to London and then go to San Francisco (laughs) first. (laughs) It's it's good for the Warriors, but it's not good for the (laughs) the Kings. They got the same distance. You know, you know, yeah, like I said, the flight is I mean, I've taken the San Francisco to Sacramento flight before. What's what is it? Twenty five minutes. It ain't even that. <laughs> it might be twenty five from taxi to taxi. That thing is so quick. Because <laughs> I had to fly from SoCal. I was, it was I was flying actually from Bakersfield. Uh huh. And they had a and I was trying to get to Sacramento and the flight was Bakersfield to San Francisco, San Francisco to Sacramento. That's funny. And it was like. The flight from Bakersfield to Sacramento, San Francisco is like 35 minutes. <laughs> That's a true. And like I said, I mean, that you know, the back in the day where you could just tell you couldn't put your headphones on. Yeah. That was one of those don't put your headphones on flights if it, if it was back in the day. It's like when I flew, first time I flew from uh, Chicago to Green Bay, it was like that. Mm. Mm. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the Warriors or the Kings are going to be doing. I don't I think, think it matters. Not- I mean, I'd rather fly than sit on a bus. Who wants to drive eighty when you can, when you can hop on a charter and be there in twenty minutes? I don't think it even matters though. I mean, I think you know, all those old basketball heads are like these guys fly charter. Give me a, and I've flown on the charter before. Mm-hmm. That 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 flying hit differently when you ain't got to go through TSA and <laughs> you know you can get off the plane and just walk off right onto the bus that 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 charter life is different i've been on the king's charter a few times yeah yeah so i mean i the one thing that you did mention um that one of the things i should say that you that you mentioned that um it's a good point by you and something that we talked about a lot leading up to the end of the season and worrying about the playoffs and, and who the kings will play is a lot of people are like well when it gets to the playoffs you know the game's gonna slow down and can they still score and uh, all this other stuff, which you just mentioned, um, the Warriors are going to play their style. Well, I don't think the Warriors are going to try and slow the game down and and and, and do anything half quarter, or if they even really have the ability to do so. Whatever the Kings want to do on the offensive end, whether that's get up the floor, whether that's feed Sabonis or whatever, that I think they're going to be able to do. And like you said, it's going to 
they're going to be able to play, at least offensively, Sacramento Kings style of uh, style of basketball. And I mean, if anything, that's a it's one less thing to worry about, I would think. Mm-hmm. And the fact is, the Warriors are one of the worst, you know, road teams <laughs> we've seen. Well, they win like ten road games. They won eleven. No team has the the fewest a team has ever won and won an NBA championship. I think it was twenty. Yeah, that is just that is just mind boggling because they have some ugly road losses this mm-hmm. year. Like they like lost to like Detroit and Orlando like on the same trip or something. They had to, they had to rally to get to eleven. <laughs> they <were all> seven <laughs> for like until like the beginning of March. Yeah, so I mean, to me, in a lot of ways, I think Mark Stein had the thing about how uh, both teams are kind of the same. Both of them are like pretty good defensively at home, and just like the, like the Warriors are the 28th best defensive team on the road, and the Kings are like 29th. Well, no, look, it was the opposite. It's actually the opposite. So the Kings, just I don't know the exact numbers, but it's like they're 29th at home and like ninth on the road. Defensively, <laughs> and then the Warriors are like fifth at home defensively, and thirtieth on the road on defense. Like it, it's this weird dynamic between these two teams. Very bizarre. Yeah, like I said, that, I mean, that basically means we're going to see one fifty to one forty eight every night. That's Kings basketball. You no, know, I mean, I think you know, yeah, it's it's gonna it should be entertaining. I mean, I think if I'm the Kings, I'm worried about how many times the stuff go nuclear. You know. Mm-hmm. You know, how would you how would you kind of go about that? Not letting Steph do whatever, but would you have a mindset of, hey, Steph is going to do it. We're going to just make him work and we're going to we're going to hope to contain him best we can and not let the others get off. Or do you feel like cut the head off of the snake, throw everything you can at Steph Curry and make sure he doesn't get going, even if that means uh, that Kaminga starts to feel good about himself? If Jonathan Kaminga beats me, I just tip my hat and move on. Hmm. Now, I'm always a big believer. You got to take away, you know, you got to do something. Hmm. You can't just concede everything. I mean, if, you know, if, if Draymond beats me because he gets 30, I live with that. Yeah. You know, but you can't live with Steph gets 35 and then Clay gets 30 and then Jordan Poole comes in and gets 20. You can't, what you can't have. Right. So I think you, I take my chance of zone, you know, Looney and those guys, but it's hard. I mean, the, the, the rules nowadays aren't really tailored to you stopping anyone. Hmm. I mean, you can't touch anybody. I mean, <laughs> so, I mean, it's hard to say, well, what do you take away? I just think you've got to just, you, if, if you're, you know, I watch a lot of Warriors games. You just got to try to make them uncomfortable. You just can't okay. let Steph walk into jump shots. Yeah, and I I, for, I know it might have been Elston Turner, but someone told me the stat about how a player's percentage dips when they have to dribble versus you know getting a catch and shoot or one dribble shot. You know when he has to create, that changes things. Mm-hmm. So just just make them work. You know, and you, I, I fully expect anytime Draymond has the ball, fifteen feet or beyond, you're going to sag off of him. Right. You know, I mean, I just think there's – I mean, these teams know each other well. Mike Brown knows that team back and forth. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, conspiracy theories to, could also say, even though I believe the Kings had no – clearly had no reason to play anybody against them, conspiracy theory people say, well, you know, Mike was doing his old team a solid, keeping him out to play in. 
No, no. He's like, I'm gonna try to help you out. I'll keep you out that that one game because last time it was playing and it didn't work out too well for him. No, no, it sure didn't. I want to ask you something about that. Um, let's take a quick break. And I want to ask you something about Mike Brown, man. It's Jason Jones of the Athletic, Kenny Caraway, ESPN 1320, J Street Vibes will be right back. Back here on J Street Vibes Playoff Edition. J Street Vibes. Which first man, time in history. First time ever. This is the this is the first. This is groundbreaking here for J Street Vibes. We, not even throne room got some uh got some playoff uh <laughs> podcast. Yeah. It, we have we've never done a playoff podcast, Jason. Me and you, we've never done one. So, <laughs> uh this is a historic moment. Uh, but the Kings. In the first round of the playoffs, going up against the Golden State Warriors starting on Saturday night, primetime, ABC at the Golden One Center. And before we took a break, you you mentioned Mike Brown and um, being familiar with the Golden State Warriors. And um, I always wonder, and maybe you could help me out with this, how much do you think that helps? I don't – it certainly doesn't hurt, I don't think. But do you think that gives – him an advantage and his coaching staff an advantage like in that maybe intangibles department or the coaching department because they are so familiar with the opposition the ins and outs of what they're trying to do and the, and the individual players as well i don't think it gives them a huge edge because nowadays everyone knows everybody i mean i'm pretty sure half these guys have the same agent or have worked out you know i think what there aren't draymond and De'Aaron both a clutch i mean these guys all know each other mm-hmm. and i was um I remember during the trade deadline, I was reading something about that, talking about, you know, about familiarity. And somebody made the point that this isn't like 25 years ago or 20 where teams ran things that were so distinctively different. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, Utah had their flex stuff. The Lakers had the try, you know, the Bulls. There were things that were distinct to each team. Pretty much everyone just kind of runs the same stuff. Mm. So it's really about just executing what you run. So I don't think, I mean, it can't hurt. But I don't think that, you know, Steve Kerr is over at home right now going, oh, my God, Mike knows everything about us. Mm. You know, and then, like I said, these guys all talk amongst themselves. You don't think that uh, Steve would make a call to Luke Walton and be like, hey, can you tell me what about this about De'Aaron? Mm-hmm. These guys all talk. So, I mean, I don't think it's that, you know, you know, guys change staffs. You know, guys talking the off. I don't think it's a it's, it's a huge advantage. I don't un, unless you, it's not like football where they're like you know they're gonna call their stuff out and you you know what's coming. I mean, yeah. you know what's coming anyway. Steph's gonna shoot, <laughs> right? So, I mean, roll for Steph. You, you yeah, know you know it's like you know you go and say, I, I bet you Steph is gonna shoot a lot today. Well, yeah, of course he is. Yeah. So I don't. I, I think it matters. I think I think the way it matters the most is maybe it calms the pl- some players down. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the Kings have been a well-prepared team all year when you watch them. Mm-hmm. I just think it just it just it just goes along to that. But I don't think it's like, you know, if we're doing like a whole little checklist, you don't say advantage Kings because Mike Brown knows everything. Mm. Do you do you think that um, there's a possibility that the Kings can play any better on defense? I mean, obviously you can't play any worse, but uh, like, do you think they can be better in the playoffs on defense where – you know, you're going up against the same team multiple times. You got games in, or days in between. Is there a possibility with Mike Brown's coaching that they might be a better team defensively? I just – I don't know if that's their DNA. Mm-hmm. 
I just think they kind of almost at this point, I think they can give better effort earlier. I'll say that. Hmm. I think you get to the postseason, you know, I'm, I'll, I'll clean it up, mess around and find out. Let Steph get going for three quarters and decide, okay, it's the fourth quarter. It's time. Mm-hmm. He'll put 60 on you. <laughs> so you just need to be you need to be locked in from the jump. And like I said, the rules don't really allow you know allow you to hold you know maybe grab guys, rough them up, and try to hold them in like ninety three points. You know, I yeah. saw that clip of that old Pistons Pacers game. It was like 67 oh, game. It was like 68-67 when he made the block on Reggie to save the game. I was like, we used to watch this shit on the regular. This is terrible. this ain't fun the crazy thing about that is i watch those games and those games are awful to watch and i watch like a bulls jazz game from 98 the 98 finals or 97 finals and it wasn't like high scoring but the game was better like it was a better game Mm -hmm. than one like seven years later for whatever reason i don't know what was happening in that early uh, in that mid two thousands, that was just nasty. That was just dude, that was like football. I don't know what that was, <laughs> but I was like, at the end of the at halftime, we've got like thirty five to thirty three. It's like, what is this? Yeah, I don't know what that was. Yeah, about. so but I I think they can. I mean, they're gonna have to be better. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can say they can't get much, but they're gonna have to be better. You know, and even if they're you know able to beat the Warriors or whatever. You go to the next round, you're going to have to be better. Mm-hmm. You know, you just can't, you can't just hope that you can't have that like hope defense. Like sometimes, sometimes it's like they hope the team misses. Like you got to make a guy miss sometime, do a little more, you know, because, you know, so if you're talking about the big picture, you're going to have to get better. But I just don't know how much better they can be, they can be at this point. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that De'Aaron has the ability to be an all NBA defender. Mm. I'm a firm, but you know, I don't think he shows it nearly enough, mm-hmm. but I believe he has the ability. But now do you want to – is he going to have – do you want him locked in on Steph like that the entire game and still trying to push the pace on offense? I mean, he's young. I think he can do it. Yeah. But, I mean, it's it's still a, a, a big thing because then they, they're going to have to be better for this reason as well. You, re, you don't have a guy off the bench who gives you what Sabonis gives you. You don't have another guy on the team. If you're just like a you know a, a swinging gate on the perimeter and you get the bonus in foul trouble, you're yeah. in trouble. Yeah. So you're yeah. gonna have to be better on the perimeter to try to save him because for whatever reason, you know, there's a, there's a lot of games where the referees like to whistle him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so you don't want to get to a situation where every other game you're going, okay, we're in the fourth quarter. Going to the fourth quarter, he's already got five. Or, you know, you know, you, you don't want to be in that. So I think for the sake of Sabonis, you got to try to be better. You know, as they say, take some personal pride. All, all the coaching cliches, man up. You know, it starts with the individual defense. It's just got to, you know, it's got to be better because, you know, the Warriors are crafty. Steph is going to figure out how to get a couple, you know, he's going to figure some things out, you know, and then he's probably been teaching Jordan some things. You know, Draymond's going to trick him into at least – Trick him to at least one foul. He's going to lock the arm. You know he's going to flop. He's going to lock the arm. He's going to do something. So you got to try to, you know, you don't want, you don't want, you don't want Sabonis picking up cheap fouls because someone drove into the lane unbothered Hmm. and now he's the last guy there. So for their sake, they got to be better to try to prevent those. But it's going to be, we'll, you know, 
it's going it's, it's going to be fun to watch. I think it is. It is. Demontis Sabonis in three games against the uh, Golden State Warriors this year: twenty one point three points per game, sixteen point seven rebounds a night, six assists. He did all that in thirty minutes a game. Like he was in, I think a couple of them uh, games he was in a little foul trouble. So uh, twenty one and sixteen and six assists. And it's I mean, the, you like that kind of answer for him. If you like that type of stuff, that's pretty cool. I mean, if you're into that. De'Aaron Fox uh, had his numbers right here, too. He went for 25.3, eight assists a night. He shot 51.8% from the field uh, in his three games against the Warriors. So they posed some problems. One thing, and, and I'll get you out of here on this. I want to see what you think about this. One thing that I talked about on the radio, and the Warriors have seen it all. They've won four NBA championships. They've played in every um, atmosphere possible, hostile environments on the road, uh, East Coast, West Coast, upstarts, proven teams, Hall of Famers. You know, they've seen it all. I'm I'm not here to disparage them by any means. And I don't think this is disparaging. I'm just making an observation. I don't know if they've seen an offense like this before. What I mean by that, Jason, is they don't they've always had someone where at least Steph and or Draymond, if need be, could hide and chill out on the defensive end. You go back to when they played OKC, Anthony Roberson was out there, didn't have to guard him. <laughs> you go up against Houston, PJ Tucker didn't have to guard him. Uh, you go up against uh, the, the the Cavs the first time before KD and all that other stuff. You got Mozgov and and Delhi and guys like that playing. You go up against Memphis. You got Tony Allen. You know you you go you go down the road of these teams. Uh, um, Derek White last year, Grant Williams last year, uh, Rob Williams last year. There's always someone on the offensive end, and I'm not saying it as a fault of, to anybody. Uh, on the Warriors. I'm just saying, like, there's always somebody that, all right, Draymond, you can kind of roam because this guy's not a threat. Or, Steph, you can, you know, play off ball because this guy's not a threat. There isn't that guy that uh, exists when the Sacramento Kings are playing, starters or bench guys. And it's going to be interesting to see. I say all that to say, not like that they're just going to be incapable, but it's going to make Steph Curry work on both ends of the floor. If you try to say, all right, Steph, you ain't got to guard De'Aaron, you guard Kevin Harder. Have you seen the way Kevin Harder Kevin Harder runs those dribble handoffs and everything was supposed to like it's 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 constant movement? And if right. Steph is running around trying to chase him, I don't know. Maybe that takes away a little bit from from his tank, maybe not in game one, but if the series, you know, moves on a little bit. I it's just one thing, and it could mean nothing to Steph Curry and Draymond Green. I'm just saying we haven't seen them go up against this type of offense before. Yeah, greatest offense ever. Oh, see? Come on, see? That's why you got to watch this dude, man. <laughs> hey, I'm just repeating what I read on the internet today. <laughs> I'm just repeating what I read on the internet. <laughs> but the point, the, point, the point is valid is that I think if you look at basketball, at least for what, what time I covered the league, the first time – you started to see a team where the, the, the kind of term was all five guys were live. 
was the 20, I say the 2015 Spurs when mm-hmm. even though Tiago Splitter wasn't a shooter, he was always live off of the pick and roll and things like that. Mm-hmm. But now it's evolved to where that guy is live now, that seven footer shooting threes, if you, if you know, right. there's always constant pressure. And, with, you know, if you're the Warriors, what do you do? I mean, like you said, before you could maybe hide a guy here, you know, if they went to the deaf lineup, you know, you had you had different options. I don't I don't yeah, you really can't hide anyone. You know, and the whole thing is everybody's gonna have to work. It's not like Keegan Murray's this offensive juggernaut, but you're gonna have to respect him. You're gonna he's gonna move in the offense, he's gonna spot up like you gotta everybody has to be respected beyond the arc. That's the other you're, Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna Westbrook him, you ain't gonna stand there and just stare at him and right. go, Okay, I dare you to shoot. Right. You've got you got to respect everybody to put out there, and and I, if I'm the Warriors, I still say you know what. That being said, I'm gonna make Keegan Murray beat me. Well, Rook, what you got? Yeah, I'm gonna make Keegan beat me. I'm gonna you know I'm gonna make Kevin Herter be Kevin Herter of that uh, what was it game six game seven against when Philly when he turned into Kevon. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make him be that guy. That the odds are, you know, what I think the odds of that happening in the first couple of games are obviously way better because they'll be at home. Mm-hmm. You know, they always say the, the, the secondary guy. I hate the term role player because yeah, as Shaq is as corn. Yeah, I, I, I hate the term role players because everyone has a role. Mm-hmm. You know, Steph's role is just different. You know, <laughs> Steph's role is to score all the time. Yeah, De'Aaron's role is different than Davion. That don't mean Davion doesn't have a role on the team. It's not like Davion's assistant goes. You know what? <laughs> I don't have a I don't have a job, you know. Oh, now I do. Yeah. So I think that's that's a good thing to look out for. I think you know, it's, yeah, because you can't hide anybody. Yeah. yeah. But I think you know you got you got you got a division rival, a team you saw four times this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, between the regular season, preseason, these teams know each other so damn well. Mm-hmm. You know, I just I just think it's. I think the matchup is much closer than people are giving it credit for. I mean, I see people talking about Warriors in four, Warriors in five. I'm like, respectful, disrespectful. This you gotta t- you've got to take that respect. You've got to take it. Well, you got to you got to make you got to take it. I think it's gonna be a good series. I think the Kings are gonna win, but I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I'm just of course I wouldn't be surprised if the Warriors when there's four time NBA champions with Steph Curry, like they absolutely uh, are. are uh, a tall task for anybody to to knock off. They got that championship pedigree and that championship blood. So the Kings, like you said, are going to have to come take it if they want to knock them off. But I think they're going to be able to do it. I think this is – I just don't think this is the year uh, for the Warriors. And they go up against a team like the Kings who apply that same offensive pressure in a lot of ways. Not saying anybody on the on the Kings is Steph and Clay, but it's almost like looking at a mirror. The way no, they, Go ahead and say it. Go ahead and say it. Go all right. It. All right. Damn it, I'll say it. Kevin Herter is Clay Thompson. Yeah, Keegan Murray is Kevin Durant. <laughs> yeah, Harrison is Draymond. Right. So, yeah, just go ahead, just go ahead, just put it out there. It's Greatest great. offense ever, See, ever. Right. I mean, you me, gotta watch me, this. I'm telling you, I've got this year's Kings, Showtime, you know, Showtime Lakers, and the, the KD Steph Warriors are like <laughs> fighting for second and third, but it's not even close. I mean, I mean, they might be second or third, but it's not really, it's not really close. This is the greatest offense in the history of mankind. Statistically, it is. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> then we can also get into the nuance of how the game is played. No, we don't. No, the hell with that. I, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go talk to the Bay Area and tell them you ain't ready for this. You ain't ready for the greatest <laughs> offense ever. You ain't ready for this. I know y'all done seen. Oh, we had KD and Steph and Clay. Damn it! Have you not seen Malik Monk this season? The hell with that. Once again, statistically, that's correct. Who gives a damn about stats? This is about talking, talking, making noise, and All right, Jason Kuzma. <laughs> hey, Kuz ain't talking about me. <laughs> I, I, I've had NBA players talk bad about me on Twitter, but you know. <laughs> Yeah, man, yeah, I know you got a lot going on, man. You got something working, or, or you just getting no, ready for playoffs? I'm off this week. I'm going out of town. I'm going to, I'm going to a wedding, so then, I'm off this week. So, yeah. money and then takes the week off, man. I, man, this guy living a life. Man, yeah, hey, you got you to gotta do that sometime, you know. They say it's self-care, so yeah, I'm taking the week. Yeah, I get to kind of enjoy some, some playoff basketball. Without having to be like, okay, what's the what's the story? I don't care what the story is. I'm just watching. I ain't mad at that. Well, I do have to work, and it's gonna be crazy all week. Uh, if you want to catch all the coverage you can on the Kings, the Warriors, the matchups, the storylines, all that other stuff, tap in to D'Lo and KC Monday through Friday, twelve noon to four p.m. Pacific, and um, we'll be talking Kings Warriors. All week long, and also tap into J Street Vibes, man. We'll we'll be talking Kings Lakers in the second round. I'm Call with, it now. I'm with that. I'm with that. I love that, and ah, that would be beautiful, as Damian would say, man. So, from main man Jason Jones of the Athletic, it's your main man Kenny Caraway from ESPN 1320, and this is J Street Vibes. Y'all be good. I'm up out of here. Peace.